0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. Obviously, it's a uh, it's a little gloomy over here. I think you can hear it in my voice. I haven't really felt like this in a while, honestly, which is pretty sick because I guess we are 10 and 2 that we haven't really had to come on here and talk about a loss in a while. Uh, No cold opening for me today. So let's just immediately bring on Kinker Kevin Kincaid. Buddy,
1: what's good, Pagan? How you doing? Good. I had a good weekend. Got a. You might see this box kind of hanging over the side here. I have some new merchandise that we're gonna give away when we do the Crossing Broad charity thing. Sweet. So I got some Philadelphia Water Dogs stuff. Water Dogs, the new uh, Premier Lacrosse League team. I got some hats and shirts that we're gonna add to the giveaway here. And then. Um, did the, did, they, mine, uh,
0: did 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 the Water Dogs? Did mine get lost in the mail?
1: Uh, if, I don't know I'll have to check on that and then at the uh, Montgomery mall, which is basically dead i there's some gritty stuff on the clearance rack so I got a five dollar gritty destroyer of worlds shirt. nice
0: can uh can gritty or the water dogs play linebacker
1: and the gritful dead I had to had to get nice uh, I probably could have played linebacker better than- little midi
0: little little long stick midi uh converting them into
1: uh into a linebacker. Mark wants us to forget the loss and talk the Big Five Classic. We we could have just, you know, we we honestly could have just pretended like, like that game never happened. What if we just opened with like the Big Five Classic and then we went into like James Harden?
0: Is the Big Five Classic sustainable? Six one zero six three two. We're taking your calls right now. Lines are open.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just completely ignore uh, whatever that was that we saw on the field last night. We could that would be petty. But it would be kind that of would be petty. Uh, yeah, that would be petty. And I, I think
0: I'm. A, I'll be honest. You, I'm already over the loss, and I don't think I'm a lot. Of, I'm i I'm a like a lot of uh, of Eagles fans where I don't like losses. I don't let them harp on me. I ordered some Ben and Jerry's last night. Looked at my beautiful fiance, and I said, "You know what? I'm a lucky son of a bitch." That's what I. That's what I thought. And you know what? Yeah. I said, "Hey, listen. You know, you win some, you lose some. My team's still ten and two." My team's still first in the conference. My team still controls their own destiny. Now, obviously, is there some things that like they gotta clean up? Of course. Do I also think good loss?
1: I kind of think good loss, Kev. Are there good losses in the NFL? But that's the that's kind of the biggest takeaway, isn't it? I, I think you're trying to to decide between um would it have been better for them to play well and lose a close one versus just getting their asses totally kicked because you know like what comes with that is the theory of like okay if you're gonna lose get totally reamed and you know flush it and get it out of your system and like if you're gonna get i hate the word exposed but if you're gonna get exposed get exposed everybody knew they were hanging on by a thread with these last couple of wins and it was probably due i mean i think we all saw something um something like that coming i disagree with that comment but um but uh, t- I'm beginning to think that it was probably better for them to get their asses totally kicked. Like you're you're, you're clinging on, you're pulling out these wins, then boot, you get your ass kicked, and and whatever. Now you kind of like re- reset, you know. Um, but there was stuff about that where you don't really, um, you, people people say the cliches about burning the tape or or whatever and move on to the next one. But there was some stuff in this game that just bothered me that's hard. That's kind of just sort of sitting there. That's kind of, kind of annoying, hard to move on from immediately. Like Nick Sirianni leaving Jalen hurts in there at the end of the game. Yeah. To me, it was criminal. Um Andre Swift almost got his head knocked off. Andre Swift almost getting killed. Um, you know, the way that the, the linebackers played, I mean, like that's, that's a, that, like I'm talking about things that you, that are like, we always ask ourselves like, well, what's just a bad game versus like legitimate concerns, mm-hmm. you know? And those were like two of them, you know, I know they've got injuries there, but, San Fran just killed him in that department. You know, Debo coming in and talking all the shit he did, and then nobody responds to him. I mean, yeah. they, let him, they let him just murder them. You know, credit to him for talking shit and backing up, man. It takes stones to do that. But you're going to sit there and let him, like, call your teammate trash and say all these things that he said over the last 10 or 11 months. And it's like, and then what? That's what you thats what you did? Nobody even, like, laid a laid a single hit on him.
0: Yeah, that's not, uh, more that's that. not Philadelphia Eagles buddy Ryan football, I'll tell you that. All right. I think we can kind of bury that in the uh, in the backyard uh, <laughs> along with the football Graciano style. We'll bury the tape and we'll bury the football because that game should never be spoken about again. I've said it 100 different times. And I uh, and I said it on Wednesday if you listen to the show. I didn't think the Eagles would win this game. Now I did not think they were going to get blown out by three scores. Right. But I always was saying win the uh, win the war so lose the battle. This is the battle win the war in the NFC championship game. The only thing is like, I struggle with analyzing football games because I'm just like, not in the building. I never played a down of football. Like I'm, I'm very like, like broad uh, horizons kind of like, I guess my, my analysis on football. Like, I don't know what goes on during the building. Why Brian Johnson is doing this. Why Sean Desai is doing that? Why is Nick Sirianni doing this? Like, So it's kind of hard for me to, like, analyze this. Like, do they – they don't suck. The linebackers kind of do. Brian Johnson's play calling, I think sometimes you can definitely um, be negative about it. Sean Desai's defensive scheme, sometimes you can be definitely negative about it. But then you just go back to, like, okay, we saw that stat in the beginning of the game. Six straight red zone touchdown drives. Mm -hmm. We – criticized the red zone offense in the beginning of the year. So like you see these guys and they take what they're not good at, they try to fix it and you've seen examples of how they've tried to do that. You know, it's it's hard to be like all right, we got our shit pushed in against San Francisco, but then you know, we beat up on we 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 come back and win against the Chiefs and then we come back and win against the Bills and we and we beat you know, the Cowboys in a in a uh, in a great game. And, you know, we have a chance to go four and one, most likely three and two in this gauntlet that if we saw this in August, we would have been like three and two.
1: I'll take three. And well, two. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, nobody would have had a problem with that, I, you know, and like you, you can ask questions about when the gauntlet begins or doesn't begin. I mean, if you're going game by game, it's Dallas, Casey, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas. The Bye week is in there, so I mean, if people want to say the gauntlet is the, the four games after the bye, and Dallas was just the end of the first portion of the season, so be it. But like, still, like no matter how you slice it, it's the toughest stretch you're going to play this year. They're okay. guaranteed to come out of that three and two at worst. So that's not, you know, if you told me going into Seattle that you know, let's say they lose in Dallas next week, if you told me they're going into Seattle ten and three, I think we all would have been. Bro, I'd throw I'd time.
0: throw Miami in the gauntlet, honestly. And I would – hey, you, I mean, you couldn't yeah. tell me that because Andy Reid come off a bye. We all know those stats. I mean, so, like, that's typically yeah. a gauntlet. With a with Washington game rivalry thrown in there, the only thing I think we should we should talk about is, like, everybody who is an Eagles fan, sights are set on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Is this a Super Bowl defense? Is this a Super Bowl offense? Is them being the best running game – defense running defense in the nfl is that a fugazi stack because they've gotten mauled in the last three games like i'm trying to figure out what this defense is shaq leonard even you know can he even play
1: trying to find out if it's real or not yeah i mean you're trying to find out how how yeah right i mean the resilience and the come comebacks and all that stuff how much is that just papering over the cracks of legitimate mm -hmm. yeah no i mean it is you know the linebacking core wasn't that great going into the season and then you know, N'Kobe Dean gets hurt, but we weren't really sure if he was the guy or not. You know, then Cunningham gets hurt. I mean, you're running Christian Ellis and Nick Morrow out there, you know, in in a game where, you know, they're just gashing you, gashing the defensive line. The defensive line wasn't that great. You know, getting out of the boundaries and whatever and, you know, throwing to Debo, a little short shit that he's, you know, you know, working in space with. And, um, yeah, I mean, and then you have the whole thing with Seth Joyner and Darius Slay going back and forth about tackling and whatnot. And, uh you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, but I don't think we learned. I don't, did we, did we, did we, was there anything last night that was surprising to anybody that was new to anybody? I don't think it was. It's like, San Fran's really good. We knew that Eagles linebackers aren't that good. We knew that, you know, the Eagles offense hasn't been, hasn't been clicking all year long, really. I mean, not consistently. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think there was anything like new or different where I was sitting there saying like, oh, I, you know, I didn't consider that. I think it was the stuff that, we've been talking about all year long, probably just finally catching up to him. Right. I mean, am I missing something there?
0: Yeah, I I, I do think if we had something to point at, this would be a lot easier to to digest this loss if Jalen had four turnovers or they were yeah. sacked eight times or. But if you go down the line, time possession, pretty equal. Third and fourth down efficiency, equal P penalty yards, equal. And the, the only thing that they they really stood out over the Eagles was, the Eagles ran, I think, for like forty plus yards, and the the Niners ran for like hundred and forty plus yards. Like
1: well, they just they just made. I mean, you you know uh, that I hate the word adjustments more than anybody, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I oftentimes think that people just say it, but they don't, they can't, uh, like identify it, right? Um, you know, so San Fran gets stuffed the two on the first two drives, right? And then what do they do? They start running between the tackles. You know, quick releases, just getting hitting guys out in space. Whatever, start attacking in the middle of the field, right? Um, then some of the perimeter stuff with Debo too. I mean, just like the defensive line couldn't get close to to Purdy. Um, you know, at a, for, after those first two drives, right? He was getting it out of there. Even times where they did get close to him, they were they were picking it up, or he was just kind of like releasing. He made some tough plays in the pocket too. And like, I think honestly, the biggest play of the game, like, because there were, it, it wasn't just you know, again, it wasn't boat race from start to finish. You know, I mean, you were talking about Jalen, and you were talking about inter- interceptions and peripheral stats and stuff like that. You know, they go down to the red zone the first time. Travarius Ward has the play on AJ Brown. Whatever, he kick a field goal. Good play. Um, the second one, you know, Jalen slipping and taking that huge loss of of yardage on the first, and that killed him. Right then, it comes out on the third drive, and he takes a bad sack where he's dropping j- dropping back. So again, it was just like, you know, stuff that 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 they like. Yeah, you know, when they kick those two field goals, I'm like, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna hold, you know. Um, and they go and they throw, they throw the slant to AJ Brown. I've been asking for this slant all year long. I'm like, they, they, he killed teams with that last year. You so know, they he feel was like they big, went away from the slant. They looked like they went away from it. So they, they hit him. Well, they have two huge slant gains on on the first two drives, and I'm like, then you, then you, they go back to like these like intermediate and deep, like slow developing routes where it's like there's no real check down or release because I, and I, I i want to talk to one all 22 person about this because i'm like you I don't, i'm don't i not sitting here i'm not gonna say shit about stuff i don't really know about but to me just watching on tv it looks like a lot of their stuff as he's like mirrored like longer routes or whatever and the obvious check down isn't there and i think they just see Jalen using his feet as being the check down you know, like either him escaping the pocket or picking up a couple yards or something like that. So maybe maybe it's a bigger question about play design. And, and you know, maybe there's not an easy exit to like, you know, Swift or Gainwell or something like that, because they think that Jalen can just get out on his own. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just like like clunky, you know, like big, big losses early. that kind of prevented them from building up, a, building up a lead. And, you know, to go back to what I was saying originally, the, the biggest play of the game, I think, was you have the big dom situation. We'll save that for when Bo Allen comes on. Um they marched down the field after that they get the tush push they go in it's 21 13 great eight points fucking right back in it you know and then um on the ensuing drive the very next drive there was a third and seven where they sent an extra rusher and Moro couldn't get there and party just hit Iyuk on like a like a seven yard out or something i was like that's you know like that's it and they just then that i think debo that i think hit the big Touch, touchdown with a missed tackle like on the, that same series and I was like that's it but it was a game it, it was a game at that point in the third quarter so it, it's not like they did get it to one score in the third quarter so yes they got they gave up six touchdowns in a row but there was a moment there where I thought like you know if they got that stop maybe it could have gone differently it
0: was like death by a thousand short routes I don't think Purdy had like one reception
1: over 20 yards no, their air yardage is so is so 100. so. you know, I think I saw. Stat, I want to say it was like next gen stats or something like that, where the touchdown the Debo scored um, with the Morrow missed tackle and then probably the holding on Blankenship that wasn't called. Um, like the air yardage on that was like one or two or, or something. I, I think he threw because he was behind. I don't know if I'm remembering that one or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they just put it in guys' hands. And let them go. I mean, they're not throwing, they're not killing them downfield. They're not burning them downfield. You know, that's why it's like that. segues is kind of into like the Seth Joiner and Darius Slay thing, talking about the tackling because you don't, you don't, you didn't need <laughs> Darius Slay and James Bradbury to be t- tangling with like Ayuk like, I- and Debo like 40 yards down the field because that's not really what San Francisco does. They throw all this underneath and perimeter shit, and then they make you tackle in space. Mm-hmm. And the linebackers stink, and like Darius Slay and James Bradbury don't want to hit anybody. So, you know, how many times did they did you see guys just pick up these extra yards, and they were like gashing them on first down? How many second and three, and second and two, and four, and stuff like that? You know, it just um,
0: so yeah. so. Kev, is this history on the podcast? You are agreeing with a
1: South Joyner take. Yeah, I am. I am with a caveat. With a caveat there's always uh, a caveat there's always a caveat but so for people who don't know what we're talking about seth went on you know his post game the post game show jacob or whatever and he said you know the cornerbacks don't want to hit right and um he he said basically i'm paraphrasing here but read blanketship is the only one who wants to hit you know they just want to trip up and they want to push guys out of bounds and they want to like you know do that kind of stuff uh fact check true You know, anybody who's watches the games knows when like somebody like gets kind of into the secondary slay will come over and he'll like kind of hover over there and he'll be in the vicinity. And I'll be like, I'm here if you need me, but I really don't want to hit anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a business decision. He's not going to launch himself into a pile of like three people when there's like two other guys. And I like I don't I don't blame him. Like you don't want your like number one corner to be doing that kind of stuff with regularity we all watched asante samuel right you know asante was amazing here but he was not a tackler and he wasn't paid to tackle either but that's what san fran does well is they put you in situations where your corners do have to tackle you know the play where i think roby tried to knock brock purdy down barely even barely even moved yeah him laterally you know but it's 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 true i mean they don't they don't the only guy in the secondary who really really wants to lay the wood is blankenship um, you know bayard has been all right, I guess, and like him, Sydney Brown's in there; he'll he'll do it too. But uh yeah, I mean, th- there's times where a bunch of guys got out in space, and like, yeah, they didn't really want to have too much to 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 do with it, you know. um Talking out the side of your neck. <laughs> yeah, this is the original talking out the side. I'm
0: not. Of I'm not calling him Slay until he has a pick six. Okay, I'm putting this line in the sand. All right, I'm calling him Darius Slay until he okay. has a pick six. You don't want to be called Darius. <laughs> but
1: nobody's nobody like nobody here is naive to think that the that like nfl cornerbacks are gonna go up and just like crush somebody no it's it's just it's a finesse position it's it's a you know if you ranked every single player on the defense from most likely or most needing to deliver a big hit to to not then yes the corners would be dead last right linebackers defensive line edge you know, box safety, free safety, right? I mean the corners are just whatever, but you know, I, I just the reason I I I wrote that story and like think about it is because I do think if they get San Fran again in the playoffs, that it's gonna be an issue. You know, it's like, you know, what happens again where Debo's out on the perimeter, the linebackers can't get there, and all of a sudden, like, you know, Slayer Bradbury is gonna have to be in position to make a play. You know, I mean they were just bouncing off of them. They're running off the left side of the line. And, you know, I, if we want to do the, I, I liked what I heard from the Eagles the afterwards. Not a lot of excuse. Making, Good accountability. But, you like the accountability, but fans were very, um, you know, happy to point out that it was three games and. Yeah. So I went to, how much yeah. stock
0: do you put in? It was, uh, three games in 13 days, 49ers had 10 days rest. I'll tell you what I think. Everybody's hurt. It's week. What, what are we week? Uh, 13 right now. Everyone's yeah. injured. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's yeah. getting, everyone's getting PT and everything like, Three game, three games in, in in thirteen days sucks. It sucks that they're coming off uh, a Cowboys who have an extended rest again this week. But like, <laughs> yeah, dudes are hurt. Like, I mean, I think uh, 49ers lost their
1: All Pro safety. Like, we lost Zach Cunningham. Yeah, like, Talanoa. I don't know if, yeah, Talanoa, don't know if yeah. it was kind of equal out. But yeah, I, I don't. But again, you know, it's like that adage. Like, I always, I always, I'm a big like believer in the. You know, it's not that you lost the game. It's how you lo- how you lose the game. You know, I mean. If they got boat raced start to finish and just completely hammered, so be it. But I mean, they destroyed him in the first quarter, you know, for it to flip that much is was like inconceivable to me. You know, Um, just the couple of of switches that Shanahan made and and the way that they were playing. I mean, obviously, they had it circled on the counter. You know, I I don't. you can make all these different excuses or whatever, but yeah, you know, again, it's not that you lose; it's how you lose. You know, it's like one of those losses that, like, you know, Bob was tweeting about it last night. He's like, "Oh, now WIP is going to be like, you know, everybody's going to be doubting this team." It's enough. It's enough to put the stupid seed back in your head and say, like, "Well, you know, is this does this team have it?" You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But, uh,
0: before we get before we get Bo on, a um, couple of notes I wanted to go. Fox continues to stink. No, uh, no replay on the Josh Sweat offsides that gave them another play. Yeah, um, that we never neutral. really saw the neutral zone infraction. I think I saw some pictures on Twitter that came out
1: that he was lined up in the neutral zone. It looked like his right uh, hand was over. Yeah, if the blue line was set up correct, it looked like his right hand was over. No,
0: the angle that we got was behind Josh Sweat's ass. Um, so it gave us absolutely nothing. He was behind the line. It looked yeah. like. From the angle we got.
1: But you know what was funny about that, too, is that they didn't get to it because there was another review, because the IU catch then they had to review. So it's like, well, we're too far mm-hmm. removed from that other one. So we just got to get to this next review, you know? And really, they didn't even have to show video of They could have just showed the sideline shot. Once again, the, the camera. IU
0: getting reviewed for a touchdown. Fox, instead of showing us the replay, they go right to commercial to sell us a couple T Mobile phones, a couple sell us a couple Xfinity mobile phones and stuff. And uh, we come back and they're kicking the
1: extra extra point. Just, uh, well, and it was weird, too, because they didn't, you know, people were looking around to see if there was a flag on that third down when Sweat lined up in the neutral zone, and then they they didn't see a flag, but it was a flag for the neutral zone thing, and people were wondering, like, why did they see it so late? Mm-hmm. My only guess is, like, it was on the opposite side of the field from where the play was going on, and maybe they didn't realize it was, it was thrown at first, or maybe it wasn't visible or something like that, because we were all thinking, like, oh, the play's over, whatever, no DPI or anything like that, and then this, like, mystery. You know, it just made people think there was some, like, phantom – phantom flag that came in there at the last minute you know
0: anything else before we get into our guest
1: no no we can bring him on let's get to him right right. now yeah i don't have anything else to tap about yeah all right get an actual football player to talk about it
0: former eagles defensive lineman super bowl 52 champion co-host of the facts and the king podcast you could argue the best pick in the 2017 eagles draft class we've got bo allen
2: (laughs) uh, Uh, Thanks for the gas. I appreciate that. What's up, gents? Thanks for uh, having me on. No
0: problem, man. I mean, with a mustache like that, you got to be a good football player, right?
2: (laughs) I guess. Something like that.
0: How you you doing? We were talking earlier today. Are there good losses in the NFL? What did you
2: think about yesterday's beatdown? No such thing as a good loss. Losing fucking sucks. But (laughs) I think it's very important to remember that the Philadelphia Eagles are a very good football team sitting on top of the NFC East uh you know not trying to make any sort of excuses but let's call a spade a spade the boys have had a tough stretch of opponents here over the last couple weeks so uh 49ers are also a good fucking football team let's not forget about that but never fun to lose at the link never fun to lose you know 42 to 19 or whatever it was uh but let's you know let's not be chicken little here in philly all right that's all i'm gonna say
1: i like
0: that i like we need more people like you in philadelphia
2: <laughs> hey, I, you know that's a nice thing about winning a Super Bowl. I feel like I can always come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's pra- pragmatism is hard to come by here. It's not always the number one thing, but um right. I, you know, because we had Garrett Stubbs on the show last week, a Phillies catcher, and he was mm. talking about he was talking about bulletin board material kind of being bullshit. But I don't know yeah. With all the Debo Samuel stuff and all that that was said after the NFC Championship game. I mean, what would you what would you guys have thought about that in 2017?
2: that's that's an interesting question i mean i because on one hand like i'm going to kind of speak out of both sides by mouth here, but that's what the media is um but on one hand like <laughs> yeah, i agree with Stubbs, you know bulletin board materials just fucking kind of bullshit but at the like football is an emotional game like it's a physical emotional game and anything that you kind of helps you feel that emotion whether it's you know every day in practice or on a game day like you can use that as fuel so I think it's bullshit, but I think some guys were clearly, you know, on the Eagles team last night, you know, fed into that a little bit, and it was a chippy game, honestly. Like, we had a fucking big Dom get booted from the from the link and stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't look too much into it. Like, I kind of don't really, like when I was playing at least, whenever, you know, there was bulletin board material, kind of ignore it or, like, you know, just joke about it with your buddies a little bit in the locker room. I don't think there's a ton to it, but I do think that there was a lot of animosity on the field last night. Yeah, well, you set us up for it. Let's talk about Big Dom. <laughs> I love Big Dom, man. I tweeted last night. I'd fucking die for Big Dom. <laughs> he's a he's a legend, Philly legend for real. What
0: do you what you think about the whole thing? Because obviously, with the with with the internet and everything, there's takes for for everything. It's like that guy should never <clears throat> be on the sideline ever again. Why is he so yeah. close to the thing? I mean, when I think about it, and obviously I'm an Eagles fan, we love Big Dom here and stuff. When you when you when you look at it. If Greenlaw doesn't get ejected, this is probably a very little footnote in a bigger game. Um, When you look at it as well, too, and you go back and see it, it's just a guy like Devontae Smith who just got suplexed into the ground. Mm. And Big Dom is kind of just hoping that nothing escalates so both players get suspended. I don't think Greenlaw threw a punch. I think he threw a point and it just brushed Dom's face. And that's where it yeah. looked bad. But like, what put yourself in like this situation in case like you ever spilled over to the sidelines.
2: What's, <laughs> like, what's Well, like? I mean, here's the thing. I'm a huge, big Dom stan. I'm not even going to be shy about that. He can't do anything wrong in my mind. So let's, let's just, you know, take that. But I really don't think like, you know, Greenlaw got ejected, maybe rightfully. So i never, am a fan of a guy getting booted from a game. It's going to cost him a game check. It's going to be a huge pain in the ass. I don't necessarily think he should – like, let's just let the guys play. Like, get over the sideline, you know. Like, they both got ejected. That should, in my opinion, be the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, Florio tweeted out yesterday about the uh, the kid from the NFL films or whatever who filmed Tyreek Hill and how he got suspended and, you know, Dom should get suspended or whatever as well. Just let's fucking relax, okay? Like, are even close to got- being in the same kind of situation. I right? agree, yeah. And that was an NFL employee, not like an organization – you know, an employee of an organization who's the head of security. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, we'll see what the repercussions are from the NFL. My whole take on that is, you know, I thought, first of all, I thought it was hilarious. Like, I kind of missed it live. I was cooking dinner. All of a sudden, my phone started blowing up. I got a text from Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's like, you see your boy Big Dom get booted from the lake. I was like, oh, shit. I sprinted over my TV, had to run it back and watch it like three or four times. And the standing ovation he got on the way out the door was phenomenal to me. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm really hoping that the NFL doesn't make mountain out a, a mountain out of a molehill on this one. Like I said earlier, football is an emotional game. This was an emotional game. This is a big NFC matchup, you know what I mean, between two really good teams. Tempers flare a little bit. You know, sideline got involved. That's not a good thing. But I really think the whole thing got over, you know, blown out of proportion a little bit, in my opinion. I don't think there should be any sort of repercussions for either hey, that's too rational. You're never going to make it. in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's we'll see. I mean, the NFL, the way they've been finding guys these days, Grunel will probably catch a huge fine. But uh, I mean, he's already going to miss his game check for getting booted from the game. So can, can you give us your favorite Big Dom story? Like, I a actually can't give you my I'm favorite sure you Big do. Dom story. There's yeah. there's some good ones. But I think my favorite thing, like Dom is just. Like, I feel like, let's see, I'm trying to think of the last time I was in Philly. It was for, like, Kelsey's premiere or whatever earlier this year. Uh, but I was in Philly last year. Like, you don't see Dom for a while, and it's just you dap him up, and it's just, like, nothing. You Oh, what's up, boo? How you doing? It's like nothing is different. He will He can chop it up with anybody. Um, but, I mean, he, he does, like, we all, like, we joke about him, and, you know, he's the enforcer and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's unbelievable at his job, okay? Like, he is, a, and he's a great guy, too. Uh, I don't want to give too many Dom stories because you don't want he's to blow up the spot a little private. bit. He's very – he, this is the thing that sucks. That's is part he, of the allure, you know?
0: He hates the national spotlight, and this put him directly in the national
1: spotlight. Yeah. Well, well I, I was – yeah. sorry. Go ahead,
2: Kevin. No, no. I was going to say some of the luster
1: goes away. It's like there's the, the lack of mysteriousness the more exposure he gets. And, like, to be yeah. perfectly, like, clear with, with everybody, transparency for the listeners, we've tried to get Dom on this show before – but yeah. he does know know media, and like he's he's not he's not allowed to do it. Is like the one thing, you know. Well, that's kind of
2: opposite of his job, you know. Like he's, loose lips sink ships, you know. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't have like like Ray Donovan, you know, you know like,
1: <laughs> right. going on like PTI or whatever with, with <laughs> Kornheiser and Wilbon. It would kind of defeat the purpose. But like I, so the joke now is like I'd tell the Eagles like. uh you know, I, I needle them every so often. I'm like, you know, if we do this, we'll get Big Dom. I'll trade you this for like Big Dom cover. Yeah. Up. But he's like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe eventually you'll get him on there. But yeah. I want to give a shout out because Eagles Autism is raising. Uh, they're raising a lot of money through the, you know, the Eagles Autism website. They have a Big Dom shirt. And mm-hmm. I saw it online last night. And the moment that it dropped, I, I had to buy it. So I you guys got it. It's amazing. It's an amazing shirt. I'm gonna. Ins- I'm gonna make it a cutoff. You know what I mean? Like I can't wait for that. I got express shipping on it, so it should be here in a day. So
1: I just, like. Do you- I- I'm like you. I I watched all that, and I'm like, I like. I wouldn't have ejected either one of those guys. And like, I I know, I know. I know that they have to. I know that like. <clears throat> I think the rules are the rules, man. And people saying, like, it doesn't matter if he, he didn't even really shove him. He just kind of put a hand on him and just kind of moved him back. I know what he was doing. He was just kind of going to bad for Devontae Smith and his guy. But, like, right. there's going to be, like, the devil's advocate side of the argument is going to be, like, you're know, still, like, you're coming into the white and you're, you're, you know, injecting yourself and you're touching a player. So I, I get that side of it, too. I just don't think that it needs to be. So you send them both out, whatever. I don't I don't think there has to be some huge fine or some exam like example made. It's because like you like we were saying about the kid with Tyreek Hill. Mm. I don't even think that he was like <clears throat> celebrating that the dolphins scored a touchdown. I think he no. was just excited for his guy and for the moment. Exactly. And the fact that he got this content on his phone that, oh, by the way. The NFL went and put all over their social channels. Yeah, that's his job.
2: You know what I mean? Like, he's a content creator. He's he's a videographer. Like, what are you supposed to do when (laughs) someone scores an unbelievable touchdown and does a backflip? with your phone like no one is gonna yeah. deny that but that's know?
1: different than some dude from the philadelphia inquire wearing like a like a you know jason kelsey jersey into the press box and standing up and like applauding when he pancakes somebody you know what i
2: mean <laughs> there's, just like, there's like
1: I don't know, you're just like looking for like nuance on these kinds of things so. yeah
2: well i think it's you know it's a big ask for the refs to do the right thing and the NFL replay people and everything like that to handle a situation, in my opinion, based on my experience in the NFL.
0: Good you brought up refs. How frustrating is that? Because not even I don't even want to talk about like the uh, the Birds game, but like I don't know if you watched mm. Sunday Night Football yesterday.
2: I watched a good portion of it, yeah.
0: Okay, well, the last uh, drive was just absolutely atrocious. Are you time. talking about the
2: P.I. call? I actually I'm missed that. About the
0: PI. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes getting hit when he was still in bounds. I saw that. That's brutal. Roughness.
2: Like, how do you how do you call a guy for unnecessary rough, roughness? Jesus, how do you call a guy for unnecessary roughness when there's a quarterback scrambling for a first down? He's in bounds. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do as a defender? Like, how are you supposed to sack quarterbacks in the pocket these days with the roughing the passer calls? You can't hit these quarterbacks near the sideline when they're, you know, when they're going for a first down. It just feels like no matter what you do, if you, if you touch one of these star players, like, you're kind of fucked. It, it, it's frustrating. Is the game too fast for referees? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think what the Mahomes think, to me, that's more – there's been a lot of star quarterbacks that have gotten injured this year, and so the league is doing their best to protect these guys. That's kind of how it, what it boils down to, in my opinion. <clears throat> the game is incredibly fast, you know, and I, I think the – When you're watching it at home, like you don't necessarily realize, first of all, how big, explosive, powerful all these guys are and then how fast these plays are going because you're kind of just watching the ball. You know what I mean? A lot of time you're not as a casual viewer, you're not watching receivers down the field and and things like that. I don't necessarily think it's it's too fast for the officials. I just think we expect too much out of them, (laughs) you know, like they're not going to make all the calls. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so Bo, how's uh,
1: how's retirement, man? I know you got the podcast and you're doing uh, Greenlight with with Chris and whatnot. Yeah, what, what what else are you up to? And you enjoying it?
2: I'm doing a lot of random stuff, man. I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, retirement life's a little boring without football at times, uh, but you, you know, you fill that those spaces with other activities. Uh, it's got I lost a lot of weight since I played, which is good. So just trying to get my body right after playing NFL football at 340 pounds for so long. Um, yeah, now. It's 2.80 today. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay ready just in case, you know, Howie gives me a call or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I can get up to like 3.10 in about two weeks. I love that. Stay ready so don't stay ready. <laughs> exactly. were you don't uh, when, you When you When you retired,
1: man, real quick, did you like, were you ready to be done with it or did you think you could still play?
2: Uh, I mean, every single guy that you ask that's retired, like, thinks that they, you know, I got a game in me if you need me, you know. Um, but I, I had a, a slew of injuries towards the end of my career and, I was a nose guard, so very physical position, had fucking million surgeries and stuff like that. I think for me, it was more about just my quality of life down the road at, you know, 60, 70 years old and uh, and things like that. So, you know, I was I was ready to be done, but you're never ready to be done like you always want to play football for as long as you can. And that's what I did, really.
0: Any chance you get down to 255, plug the A gap for the birds?
2: I don't know we'll see I don't think okay. I like to like I feel like a small little boy at 280 so it's tough to <laughs> I don't think I can get down to 255 but yeah. I'm telling you the birds need me howie's got my number I'm around I love yeah. that hey well, what, I, had, uh, I had two
1: kids and I gained 11 pounds so
0: <laughs> nice now, <laughs> the weight. Weight. A couple yes yeah, I went yeah. up a whole
1: UFC weight class yeah instead of um, <clears throat> being a welter weight now I'm a now I'm a middleweight, so I'll take it but um um <clears throat>
2: Were you playing, um, when you were in Tampa, were you guys playing like like 3-4 down there? Uh, yeah, my first year we had uh, like Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith, who got fired like four games into the year. We were 4-3, and then we brought on Bowles, who's now the head coach, um, and then we were 3-4, so I was a two-gapper more of a nose guard uh, in, like, 2019.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's diverse. interesting, man, because I feel like there's a lot of – I don't know, I feel like I feel like, like big guys are playing just in, in four-man fronts too. I mean, look at, look at Jordan Davis, you know. I right. I, I feel like the – because, like, I remember growing up, like, in the classic day of, like, dudes, like, that long ago. But, like, Haloti Nada was, like, who I right. thought of as, like, a nose tackle. And like, now, it's, now it's kind of, like, lost a little bit. You know what I mean? It's good guys can kind of play both of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, when I think of a nose guard these days, like you mentioned, Helodi, that was like my idol growing up. And I got to meet him, and I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with him actually for Chris's uh, wa- uh, charity Water Boys. But like, I think like a premier nose guard right now would be like Vita Vea, who actually has like six sacks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's definitely a place for a nose guard, but you know, it is a passing league. We're not in the Tony Saragusa era of football anymore, unfortunately. I would have loved to have played in that era. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't. Was- but yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that the nose guard is a dying breed, but it's more of a specialized role in today's NFL. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's funny too, man, because you played um, – I remember the fullback play that you ran, yeah. right, where Ryan Matthews got in there on the on the touchdown. And, like, I was looking at highlight reels trying to find it last night. There was only, like, a five-second clip of it. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even send The thing that was funny to me, man, was that was – was that Doug's first game? The first game of the season of his first game, like Cleveland in twenty. It was Cleveland
2: twenty sixteen, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So did he? So how did they? How did that happen? Did they? When they came to you and said, "Hey, we want you to line up as a fullback." What was
2: (laughs) they kind of like? I can't remember exactly what happened. It might have been Stout that approached me, Um, but I had like a whole workout with like Doug and Howie, and Doug was throwing me the football after practice, and like there were all these scouts there, and they were like, "Hey, like stick around after practice, like we want to try to use you in this package." And like, first of all, I was like, practice was a fucking grind for me. Okay. Back up nose guard. I'm taking all the scout team reps and then all the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the defensive reps as well. So I'm gassed after practice and the end of the season or end of the camp. And then I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll just catch some balls from Doug or whatever. Like, it'll be cool. And it was, it was this whole big production that I did not realize. And so Doug is like dropping back. reliving the glory days, throwing me like routes in the flat. I'll be honest with you boys. I didn't drop a single ball. Uh, but my wrists are all taped up and shit. Cause I'm a D lineman. I got my fingers all taped together. And so I caught all these passes. And then the next day Stout comes, he's like, Hey, yeah, come to our goal line meeting on, I think we did it on Fridays, you know? Um, and, uh, and I never, I didn't think we were actually going to run it, but like everyone on the team was hyped about it and we did. And I think there were probably three, like when we play the Browns, I'm like running in there. I'm like, Holy fuck. Like i never thought I'd actually be in the game as a fullback and uh the first one i'm like going i think we were on like an iso to the right side i got a block like uh i'd have to pull it up man it's been a while but i think i had to block like a safety or something and the dude cuts the shit out of me and i like go back to the huddle i'm like talking to Kelsey. I'm like this dude cut the hell out of me he's like yeah no shit like that's what the f- what the fuck is he supposed to do And i'm like, kind of bitching about it a little bit i'm like okay yeah good point sure. uh but thankfully we ended up scoring a couple plays later and uh yeah, right. Matthews kind of dove in the end zone. JP picked him up. It was a fun thing. So that was – I mean, that was a cool experience for me. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Did you have a touchdown dance in order if you were catching – oh no, dude. I, I, No, I'm like – I'm not that kind of guy. I'm just – I just get like – big spike or like give a little you know white guy fist pump or something like that that's about all i got
1: i feel like the big guys never know what to do when they <laughs> score a touchdown it's like oh here i am
2: let me just throw the just ball into the ground of it. like no no clue what to do just go celebrate with the guys i got nothing <laughs> like like ricky bobby like what do i do <laughs> yeah what do i do with my hands? hands i don't i don't fucking know i'm not a fullback guys not an offensive player you know
0: hey could uh could, could 340 bo allen could he stop the brotherly shove
2: dude i've been thinking about that a lot um Just that late up at night, just thinking in your bed. Seriously, I'm watching this play, and I actually, like, I've talked to Kels about it a handful of times. I don't want to, you know, give away any trade secrets because it's a very successful play. It's honestly a weapon. Um, But it's it's a combination of, you know, Jalen's lower body strength, which I don't know if you guys have heard about that. I've, you know, the people people don't really talk about that too much. Uh, 600 pounds is that yeah, squatting 600. Yeah. Scott, I squatted 525 today, boys, just in case you're wondering. I did
0: that. see it on your Instagram story five times. <laughs> uh,
2: four times. Yeah. For four. Okay, right. sorry. Uh, but it's Jalen's lower body strength and then just the way that they run it. And then the offense is always going to have an advantage when, you know, they know the cadence and, and things like that. Just that tiny little fraction. Um, but then, like Landon Dickerson's huge, Kels gets so low and he's so explosive too. They do a really good job of, of of running that play. I don't, I honestly don't think I'd be able to stop it. We'll see. I, I've I've thought of a couple different techniques you can do, like, but it's so hard because obviously they have the, like the wing tee counter reverse off the, what's that? Give us one. I think you just got to shove it. Like you gotta like, you gotta just run your backer through the back of your nose guards. Like you gotta have two guys down in the a gap yoked up. Four point stances, and then like you got a bear call, it, and then you're you're like you got to just reverse tush push it, you know you what I mean? Be, you got to push, like, tush. yeah, exactly. But it's reverse <laughs> engineer it, exactly. Like you just do the same thing but mirrored. Um, But I mean, I don't think they've been stopped. What like once or twice in the last two years on it? It's it's incredible. But I don't I don't want it like
1: selfishly. Look, I mean, we're biased, right? We're Eagles fans. Like we're right. we don't you know we don't want to see it banned. But I also don't want to see it banned for the fact that I want to see if a team comes up with. <clears throat> something to solve it you know what i mean because if they yeah. do that and they just get rid of it then we're never going to have an answer to that question ever
2: yeah i mean it's fun it's fun to watch it. like my favorite thing is to watch kelsey get up from the bottom of the pile on that because like first of all he's my buddy but i know he like is he's on the bottom of those piles for, like 15 seconds yeah. um but i really like i want to see because obviously other teams aren't running it as well i mean that's kind of a known fact uh, but I, I mean, I don't want to see, it's just taking football and just boiling it down to like its most base essence. You know what I mean? Like snap the ball and just drive for it, but they're getting like five yards on it. Sometimes it's, it's really incredible.
1: Yeah. Well, the the joke that I keep, and I'm not like, I'm not in any way serious about this, but I'm kind of serious about it. I would love to see, <laughs> I would love to see a, like a drive or like them get to a point where they just do the shove like 10 times in a row yeah,
2: over and over and over again. That would have yeah. been good last night. You know, been great, A little but- tone setter. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because yeah. if you can get two if you can get two and a half on it every time you do it four times in a row, there's your first down and you're never exactly. you know crazier, crazier things have happened, you know. But I just uh you know, it's funny because you know some guy some guy on Twitter went back to like found of what was it, Kyle? Like a game of like Harvard and Yale in like nineteen 19- yeah, something like that. Yeah, and they were lined up in exactly the shove formation with like two guys standing behind the other dude because because the argument Bo was like, you know, it's not a football play. But then, like, Why not? They, go back, they go back to the first football game that they can find on video, and they find that exact thing. And then when they ask Jordan Maialata about it, because he's he was the rugby player, they ask him, like, was well, it a rugby play? He says, no, it's not a rugby play either, you know? So that, that whole right. thing about it not being a football play, I think it's just, like, you know, a bullshit excuse from people who just want to see it see it go. As right.
2: far as I'm concerned, if the ball is snapped on a football field, it's a fucking football play, man. Like, it's not rocket science here. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want from these guys? Yeah. But, well, I mean, everybody like did people think that like
1: the Wildcat was a fo- when people did the first QB sneak, that yeah. a football players like a football play? The like, first
2: forward like, pass, like oh my god. You know? Probably, no. That was like uh
1: my second uh Will Farrell reference. That was like
0: semi <laughs> pro. Yeah. Pro. The
2: alley-oop. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, uh
1: travel. Like no, yeah, <laughs> Exactly. We'll do another show where you guys just do movie references.
2: Like <laughs> I'm a movie guy. You know, I like it. I was, I was right there with you, Kyle. I got the, you. The funny thing is I'm not a huge movie guy. I guess I just, <laughs> I just watch Will Ferrell movies. No, but
1: like yeah, I'm like pushing 40. Now all the movie references, I like, I do half, ba- half baked's my favorite movie. I do oh half yeah. Shit. Nobody knows what I'm talking about now. It's like, it's kind of like the, depressing in a weird in a weird way you
2: gotta update your references my guy come on i, know, I
1: gotta start watching like more more recent movies i don't know yeah. i don't know
2: what's out though it's just all marvel shit now yeah, you just know? go check out barbie and just quote it sublime you barbie. know that's all you gotta do <laughs> you <know. laughs> when, when you um
1: it, it, i mean the 2017 team was awesome i just i love you know that was the first year that actually i came and started working on this site and i was like wow oh, what, cool. a, what a team to walk into man this is wonderful you know but uh I mean, like I, you know, I, I loved. I think one of the big things was like, you know, you know that defensive line rotation. I mean, just yep. the, the guys that you had up there, um, big plays at big times. I mean,
2: just like when you go back and look at that now. I mean, what do you think of that unit? I mean, I loved. It. First of all, that team was incredible. The locker room was great. We had so many great vets that I think you know still don't really get enough love to this day. Guys like Sproles and Selleck, and then you know. JP and Kels and so like just top to bottom like our roster was unbelievable just a great group of individual guys um, and obviously great football players but I, I loved our D line unit and that's why I still love tuning in watching the, the birds plays you know look at Brandon Graham he's got to be like thirty seven I don't even fucking know but think he's thirty five uh, now right yeah, yeah. yeah but he's in like his thirteenth year and he's still a shit talking animal so much energy and Fletcher is you know in my opinion a man dog and uh, guys that I play with that are still humming along with. They also like, it's fun. Cause I feel like this team has a lot of the same qualities that we, or sorry, this defensive line unit has a lot of the same qualities that we had in 2017 with guys that kind of fill very specific roles. And, you know, I'm trying to think like Jalen Carter reminds me a lot of Timmy Jernigan in certain ways with his, you know, the way he moves and how he's able to attack, um, you know, pass sets and things like that. Very deep unit um that i think is is really impressive like Milton williams i think is the most underrated player on the football team honestly he's so good um so guys like that i mean really deep unit uh that the eagles have right now that reminds me of you know that squad that we had <clears throat> back in the glory days
0: um speaking of the the super bowl i uh, one of my favorite always sunny in philly uh episodes of all time is obviously their reenactment of the super bowl yeah and- Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, main uh, main uh, cameo, and then you as I well made a cameo. How about cameo?
2: Yeah, How did you speak into time. there? It was kind of a it was a lucky thing. I think after we won the game, I tweeted out uh, the gang wins the Super Bowl, kind of like the header of the show, you know. And Rob hit me up and was like so excited about it. We were gonna we were all gonna get together at his bar in Philly uh, on the day of the Super Bowl parade. Lo and behold, uh, your boy got a little drunk and, uh, it didn't end up happening. Also no cell service because there were millions and millions of people like flocked on a broad street. So I didn't get to link up with Rob that day, which is a bummer. But then he reached out to me and Kels and wanted us to do a cameo and it wasn't really something that you could turn down, but I've actually never seen that episode, <laughs> which is funny. Really? Yeah. I've never seen it. Um, cause I was actually, I could only shoot for one day. And so like they flew us out there. They were great. Uh, Kelsey ended up shooting for two days. I could only shoot for one day because I had to immediately fly back because I was the best fr- best man in my best friend's wedding. Uh, coincidentally, like he was a huge Always Sunny fan, so like he's like, dude, you have to do this. Uh, but the wedding was like the second day of shooting, so they brought in a body double for me, and it was just some fat, <laughs> fat, fat guy, <laughs> and like with like long hair. Like I think they put a wig on him, and I was so like jammed up about it you know what i mean like they cut all my lines and stuff because most of kelsey's lines were on the second day and uh it was just funny like they had this body double they had this cardboard cutout, but it like wasn't my body it was like the body double because i was gone at this wedding uh so it was just funny funny uh, situation but honestly it was so cool like charlie day was so funny and uh like rec- like shooting that with him was so cool and then i met danny devito also which was like i don't think i've ever been starstruck before Until meeting Danny DeVito. Like, dude, he is this tall. And he was so cool. Yeah, like we went to the filming of like a previous, like a different episode that they were doing, you know, before we were shooting that day. And I don't know what it was, but like we walked on set and there's Danny DeVito in a bathrobe and nothing else. And like Rob went over and introduced us. Rob and Caitlin introduced me to Kels. And he's just like, "Hey, yeah, Danny, nice to meet you." And just like it was like the most natural thing in the world that he was just chilling in the bathroom. Like I couldn't imagine meeting Danny DeVito in any other situation. So it was, I mean, it, it was really, really cool. And uh, I was so like, I'm obsessed with that show. I've just never seen that one episode. I don't know if I could. Well, maybe someday, but it's, I it's like it yet. actors, A-list actors don't watch their movies. They, they didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on that They're level. Like, you know? <laughs> you yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that was, that was a really cool thing and, and Rob and the guys were so cool about it so it was awesome to meet those guys, they were, they were sweet
1: yeah. you got anything else? No, man, I was just going to ask Bo, what do you want to um, you plug your, your show and tell everybody where they can find it? Yeah, them?
2: come check out Facts and the King, um, Chris Long kind of started a media company and they asked me to do a podcast with my co-host Nate Collins, who is, uh, played D-line with Chris at Virginia and we chop it up, talk about a lot of random stuff. We mostly focus on college football um, because Chris and Greenlight they do a lot, a lot of the NFL stuff. So we record on Tuesdays, release on Wednesdays on you know Spotify, Apple, everything. I don't know YouTube. Check it out; it's fun. Huh. Real yeah, real quick,
1: uh, real quick, just a yes or no answer if you don't, or, or if you can get it, if you want. Yeah, uh, Florida State, Bama. Did the committee get it right?
2: No. Like, what else do you, like, what do you else want to do you want 10 more minutes? I'll debate. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. I, I got you. Uh, this is, this is the kind of my gripe. You got a team, a power five team. They do everything right. They don't lose a single game. They lose their best player, still gut out, you know, a couple wins and you know, win the ACC, like what else do you want from them? You know, how, what else can they do? I just think that sets a bad precedent and, because it made me think about you guys because the committee said straight up, look,
1: Florida State's not the same team without their starting quarterback. Okay, so imagine exactly. if the Eagles didn't get a shot with Nick Foles.
0: That right. doesn't make any sense, though. This is different. This, the NFL takes yeah, 16. It's,
1: it's a concept of like you're you're automatically ruling this team out because they're saying they're not at full strength or whatever. I mean, they weren't full strength, quote, unquote, when they went into the Super Bowl, you know? So, like, how you apply that logic to – Yeah, it's an undefeated Power 5 team. Like, how are exactly. you going to keep them out, you know?
0: Because That's the whole point power, of that. I don't think they're a power five conference. Not this year. I
1: mean, they beat yeah, LSU. That was a great
0: win. Don't get me wrong. First game of the season. Yeah. I just, I mean, that Louisville game. I know that kid's not going to play. It wouldn't play in the in the college football playoff. But like, what Rodenbaker, three star recruit? We're going to throw him up against the Michigan defense and stuff. I think people are are, are really like it's setting a bad precedent. But we're never going to know because the pro the playoffs going to twelve teams next year. So they would have been. Right. Yeah. I just yeah. at the end of the day. Sports entertainment, it's all about money and everything. You're not keeping right. the FC champion out of the game. Out of, exactly. Out of the
2: game. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, which I think is just kind of fucking annoying to me. Like, this team, think about it. it like, I'm kind of looking at it as a perspective of a player on that team, mm-hmm. right? You lose your best player, but, like, you win every game. How are you, like, that's... That's like at the start of the season, if you tell the, uh, any sort of team in the Power Five, hey, you're going to win every game this year, and not make the college football playoff. Like that just doesn't seem right at a very basic level to me. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what it comes down to for me. And
0: counterpoint Michigan doesn't react that way that they reacted when they saw Alabama
2: if they see Florida <laughs> the State. Uh, Agreed. America. No, I agree with you there. But I don't think, I mean, I like, uh, this is like, I. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm like kind of rooting for Michigan and I'm, I'm a big 10 hater. I went to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking hate Ohio state. I'm so happy that they got beat by Michigan, but like, I'm kind of cheering. I'm kind of somehow rooting for Michigan, which is weird because they're like a strange combination of like a villain, but also America's team. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that has worked out that way, but uh, no, they're definitely, it's like if they have the cameras on and they get Florida state, like those dudes are going to go crazy. Yeah. I thought that was a funny clip. It, I did so, and
0: it's going to be amazing. This is probably the best one-four matchup they've had since the playoff was
2: instituted. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of hoping for a Bama-Texas rematch, but I that'd don't be cool. Think, I would be I okay with that. It's not going to happen. I'm not really sold on Milro, frankly. He's a great athlete. I just like the ball comes out so weird from him, and I, I don't mm-hmm. think he's a very accurate passer. But Bama's got, you know, a great team, yeah. so. Also crazy without the
0: Milrow miracle, we're probably not even talking about Bama in Florida State.
2: <laughs> I know exactly. That's what's so. I mean, yeah, The Bama. They had. They needed a miracle to be Auburn, and then they go and roll Georgia in the championship. It's just strange, man. And that's what I'm saying, though. Like anything can happen in college football, so you never know. Like Florida State could could run the table if they were in and win the win the whole thing. Who the fuck knows, but they're not even going to have the chance. But I think it's a damn shame. Well, I don't agree. That's I'm, the I'm,
1: thing, I'm on your side. I'm not on well, Pagan's side. And yeah, well, I, I, I appreciate you talking college football with us, too, because Philly's like the worst college football <laughs> Yeah. When, is your, when is your backup quarterback ever won a championship? <laughs>
2: That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying, man. That's why it's so stupid, you know? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, no, I mean, we'll see. It's, it'll be fun to watch college football. I'm, one more chance to plug the podcast. We talk about a lot of college football facts. Okay. And the King, check it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is fun to talk about college football. So
0: awesome, man. Well, we appreciate it. Hope we uh, hope you see you in Philly sometime. I don't know if you guys are doing a five year reunion back here, but you know. Oh damn!
2: Uh, I'll actually be I'll be at a game later this season. I think so. Cool. Hopefully, I'll see us a
0: championship game when we, when we play the Forty Nine ers again and, and dog walk them.
2: Yeah, exactly. Big Dom leads the team out the tunnel to a victory. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> At the I love it. I'm telling it right now. Everyone's Who's locked carrying, up. Uh, big I don't know. Dom Who's, in the middle. Yeah, who
0: who carried the Jason Peters jersey out when? Uh, oh, that was
2: Lane, I think. That was Lane. Yeah, we'll carry yeah. Out Big Dom's jersey next. <laughs> year. Carry out Big Dom's like <laughs> windbreaker with the Italian, like you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you lead think the boys Gianni out of the, the tunnel? Big Dom on his hat. It yeah, a patch, a big Dom patch, or the shirts that we were talking about. Yeah. Carry Once out somebody carries
1: out his Adidas sweatsuit. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> All
1: right,
0: we kept you long enough. I appreciate you, man.
2: Absolutely, boys. Appreciate you. That's Thanks fun. for having me. Take it easy. Man.
0: Uh, thank you to uh, Bo Allen for coming on. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. I love talking about like, like those, those Super Bowl guys, yeah. but also who are like not world class, like stars so that they're, like, still kind of, you know, like, shooting the shit, level-headed kind of guys. Like, those are the best guys. Like, the – uh I don't want to say fringe. Fringe isn't the right word. But, like, the guys who like, hey, I played five seasons in the NFL. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. But but, but I got that, out early too, and I'm young.
1: No, I mean, yeah, no, to your point, like, you know, Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan were beasts that year. But Bo is, was the next guy up in that rotation. I mean, you remember how much they rotated the D-tackles. I think Bo, Bo played, like, 40, 41 – Percent of the snaps that year, and he played some special teams too. So it was, it was was, was Cox, it was Jernigan, it was Bo, and then it was uh, like Destiny Vial had snaps in there. Sometimes like on third downs, when they were like obvious pass rushing situations or whatever, they walk Brandon Graham up into tackle, so they just like you know vertical rush like three dudes or whatever. Yeah, Bo was a big piece of that man. I mean, he um like like nose guards like D tackles like him. They don't like like. Log a lot of stats. Like you're reading Bo's Wikipedia, it's like he had 10 tackles in three years with the Tampa Bay. How many double teams did he eat? You know? Yeah. So, like, that's the shit that they don't, they don't talk about. By the way, my mom's checking in here. She says, um, the tush push has been around high school football in the 70s, Perk Valley at North Penn in 1973. Uncle Scott pushed into the end Scott. zone to score on fourth and four. The fourth down line dragged and pushed him in for the score and the win. So, there you go. I love that. Thank you, Mrs. Kincaid. Yeah, uh, Anthony yeah, we was talking go. shit in the, in the yeah, chat.
0: you know that, I, I will. Uh, so Anthony was talking a little bit of shit that I didn't invite him on. That's on me. All right. That that's on me. I got to be better. All right. I, uh you know, the game got done. We were looking at things to do. I was preparing for the show, ordering Ben and Jerry's. Like things got away from me, and you know, first of all, you have my number. You have us on Slack, me and Kevin both. We were talking after (laughs) the show. Oh, you're putting
1: onus on him. You're putting this on him. We were talking
0: after the game last night. Hey, am I coming on? I forgot, okay? I'm only human, all right? I make mistakes. But I'm a man. I'm 30. You could have came on whenever you wanted to. You know you could have. I'm a man. I'm 30. I'm 30. Uh, Well, uh,
1: West Virginia's going to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Oh, damn. Who's your coach again? uh if, i don't want to say winner eats the mayo no or well the winner gets mayo dumped on them chance at nine with you know what's funny is the duke's mayo bowl is what used to be the um like the mineke car care bowl like whatever iteration it of that story of, that, yeah i feel like unc has played in that the the only bowl game that i've ever gone to or actually the second bowl game that i went to but the only West Virginia bowl game it was a 2009 Meineke car care bowl between West Virginia and UNC in Charlotte at bank of America stadium. 15 years later, we're playing UNC at bank of America stadium in Charlotte. Only the bowl is just called something different. So
0: wonder if Drake may will play.
1: I yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I just, I don't know. Like the college thing is interesting, man. I don't, I, I hear what you're saying about all that. Like, do I think that like a full strength Bama would beat a full strength Florida state? Probably. You know, but it's just hard for me to be like I don't know, just the kind like what Bo was saying. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to just see like a undefeated Power Five team left out of it, regardless of what the ACC was. To see. I think if Clemson was better, then uh, maybe that would have helped help them. But I don't know. They beat a couple SEC teams, so. Uh, I, I we'll have uh, to get our guys. We'll have to get our guys from Saturday down south from our sister uh, website on the show again to kind of for their perspective. You know. Can we finish
0: with a little Big Five?
1: Sure. Um,
0: do you want to go first or should I go first?
1: I was just kind of paying attention. Um, like on Twitter, you know, I didn't see yeah. too much much. Of the game. Since yeah. the Big
0: Five. Oh, saw you I with your that.
1: Villanova. Yeah, I saw you with your Villa L Villanova tweets. Uh, saw all that. But uh, I don't know. It looked like they had a pretty good crowd down there by the time you got the second and third game.
0: They did. I from from what I heard is they got around thirteen thousand for the uh the entire day, which is good. I think they were looking for anywhere from twelve to fifteen. So let's chalk that up to a success. It it didn't help, it didn't hurt, excuse me, that uh I mean, Drexel beat Villanova. That was a great game. And then uh, uh, Jaleel Brantley uh, hit a half-court buzzer-beater in the second game for LaSalle to win it. Um, And then, obviously, we wanted to talk about the championship game. Uh, My championship was at 2 o'clock on Saturday when Drexel (laughs) beat Villanova. Um, No, but it was awesome. I mean, the crowd, shout-out to Temple, shout-out to St. Joe's. Both showed up. Uh, They were loud. They looked like they were really into it every single game. Uh, St. Joe's won by 9. You know, Temple just complete underdogs, too, too small, uh, rebuilding year, but for them to be in the, uh, in the championship, in the first ever big five classic was awesome. I don't know if it's sustainable though at, uh, at Wells Center. I thought that would have been a perfect, perfect crowd for, uh, for the plester. Uh,
1: well, you've, uh, you know, this has been a big fall for you. You know, first of all, first Penn state lost to Ohio state. Then they lost to First they lost to Michigan. They lost to Ohio state Villanova went Oh, and three in the big five. The Eagles are 10 and two. It's been pretty um, – you're on a pretty good run here, you know? I'm
0: on a great run. I mean, my, a lot of my – that's. I mean, maybe that's why I can't come on here and yell and scream about the sky falling because
1: my teams are just way too better than everyone else's.
0: Well, the my sky is losers,
1: losers. The sky will never be falling, but I, I am genuinely curious to see how they play in Dallas, you know? I, I don't know if, uh, you know, seven days is enough for them to, like, turn it around and get, get people back and just come – I mean, even, even – even Regardless of what happened against San Fran, they don't really play well down in Dallas either. So, and you not
0: know. one since 2017 down there, since Bo Allen was drafted.
1: Yeah. Um, that was fun, yeah. though. Good, he, Yeah, Bo was good, man. Bo was fun.
0: Um, I'm looking at something uh, T from the 203 just sent us. 95-7, uh, the game, has capitalized on the uh, loss. They have released a shirt, cry, Eagles, cry. Fuck
1: those guys. I don't want to talk about those guys.
0: That's fine by me. We can stop that then.
1: Yeah. yeah. Gave them enough attention last week. Yeah. It is true. We did give them enough attention.
0: Um, anything else? I'm trying to look at the site. James Harden said, uh, "Daryl Morey promising the max." Daryl Morey went back on his promise. No, there's, the,
1: yeah. Well, uh, whatever. He's gone. <laughs> um, but it is shitty if he did that. You know, again, it's like that's they got the best outcome probably. But if they lied to him, then that's shitty. You know, um, it's shitty. But the Mike sealski thing—he he got killed oh, for this column. Um, I actually talked to Mike earlier today and got some quotes from him. So I'm going to write that up for the site later. Um, it was a story about Brock Purdy being an underdog and how Eagles fans would have liked it. And some people thought he was like <clears throat> criticizing Jalen Hurts uh, in in a way by you uh, thought they were he was diminishing Jalen or or you know or being racist because he prefers the white quarterback. There's all kinds of shit that was kind of alleged there. So we'll clear all that up
0: uh, later. Yeah, that on. was funny. Um- I think what people really had a, a problem with it was, and I know you have CLC's quotes, and you'll do a good job on it and everything. But what I what I just think why people I think really re- really reacted, and if you call the inquire racist, you're a fucking idiot because they're the most non-racist
1: people they've been the to to the the complete opposite. yeah they did this yeah. entire series apologizing for their racist past and why they're not why they're not racist anymore so i'm pretty sure that like that that's that um
0: yeah we could throw that one out of the window i just think no one wants to hear about the rival quarterback on on game day or the week leading up to game day i think this would be just like if mike zielski wrote it in 2004 when the eagles were going against the patriots in the uh, in the super bowl and they were like well donovan McNabb's good but man Tom Brady would be a legend in Philadelphia because he was picked in what the 6th 7th round
1: whatever it just it, no one wants to read I about did, the yeah. quarterback in Philadelphia I did ask that I did ask him that question I like you know what do you think about people saying this just didn't have to be written so yeah. um, and, and you know like you know his was like you know his response was like well you know it's my like it's his job to find stuff like find topics that people aren't writing about and and you know explore those he's a columnist you know what I mean it's like all of the Typical game day shit will be handled by the, you know, all their beat reporters. And, well, yeah.
0: th- that's a conversation in a whole nother landscape. But it's like there's 110,000 billion people covering the Eagles. And it just felt like Mike has a story that he has to write. We always have stories yeah. that we have to write. And sometimes, you know, uh, we don't get, you know, James Harden says Daryl Morey promised him a max deal. Sometimes you got to get a little creative and stuff. I just thought this was a time where it was like he was looking to file a story and he uh yeah. he just stepped in it he stepped well
1: in we it get great. we i mean everybody does i mean we get that all the time even like more. even like last night i threw you know when we were in the middle of the game you you know ping me on slack and you're like yo you do you want to grab big dom and i just sidebarred the big dom real thing real quick and put it up on mm-hmm. the what game was still going on there was a couple of people on social who was like yeah like we don't we're losing i don't want to read this shit now No, you that's know? fair I don't, yeah i get it i don't blame them i mean obviously i thought it was a story because it's like here's a big moment that's people are going to talk about regardless but yeah i mean i can get that it's like yeah read the room like we're getting our ass kicked by the niners right now i don't want to read about big dom you know you know put um putting his hands on green law or whatever so i get all that you know mm-hmm. I get all that but he mike had some interesting things to say about like uh how like they have the metrics that show how many people actually read the story and how long they stayed on the story when they were on there, and it was like nothing. So it's like 10 seconds wasn't averaging. Yeah, yeah. But so I mean for the, the, the first sense, like fuck this shit. Yeah, but I don't wanna, I mean, I don't know how many people are listening to this and then gonna read the site. I don't think I'm like keeping any secrets here or whatever. But yeah, I mean, his his complaint mainly was like that people weren't complaining about the com. they were complaining about the tweet because when they looked at the metrics for it, like you know, people spent an average of like 10 seconds reading the thing. So you couldn't, I mean, you can disagree with it and you can say that it's a topic that, that they probably shouldn't have written about or maybe something you just leave alone. But at the same time, a lot of people just, yes, again, did not actually read the story.
0: And but you got to know that.
1: Therefore, oh yeah, I mean, like how many people, all the people we who get are- it all the time.
0: I yeah. know what will set people off and what will not set people off. And I have changed titles because it's like, no one's going to read this because all they're going to do is look at the title. So I've changed it to, yeah. And has it done less engagement?
1: Yes, but- it's a it's a yeah, it's like an epidemic, man. I mean, there's a lot of people, too, because you put the blurb on with like Facebook or whatever. They just read the blurb and respond to the blurb. So I'm like really selective about what I put on there because I'm like, I want I don't want I don't know. Well, inside baseball for you behind the scenes. Yeah. We're, we're people, too. Right. Kev, we're people, too. All right. We have feelings. We don't want to just enrage. Yeah, people. We don't we don't want our. viewers yeah yeah we i am uh i am aware of that i don't want to use the word sensitive it makes it sound like i'm a pussy but i'm aware of like you know what people how people look at the head we put a lot of time into the headlines and like crafting those because we know that oftentimes that's all the, the only thing people are gonna fucking see so we've um, listened
0: to your concerns yeah. and we will do try to do better next time <clears throat> time's yours yeah
1: yeah i gotta do a better job <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, One of these days, too. I I use that as a drop in my death metal album that I'm never going to finish. But it's Andy Reid coughing. It just goes like, (laughs) and then the drums come in. So I'm kind of working on that song a little bit right now.
0: When do you think we should expect the Dom suspension? I think that's today. That's that's probably that's probably a slow Tuesday because everyone's doing overreaction Monday right now. I think that's a slow Mm -hmm. NFL Tuesday. If it's not Tuesday, we might get a late Friday. Friday news dump from the NFL being like big Dom is suspended mm-hmm. for two short
1: I thought the NFL acts rather quickly on those kinds of things. Or maybe I'm just so used to MLS never saying anything about anything that maybe my like uh maybe I'm skewed, but uh yeah, it'll be who do you think is gonna have it first? Shefty Shefter uh Shefty will
0: have it first. Uh yeah. I will say Shefty minus 150, Garof Garfalo plus mm-hmm. 225 uh Rappaport, uh, minus I'm gonna report even Pilo um plus 125.
1: what are the odds if on me calling Big Dom right now and him picking up plus seven bazillion do you think a Philly do you think there's any chance a Philly reporter gets it first no no, John Clark, uh, you think John, Clark, nah, John
0: Clark won't have it. John Clark will confirm it like everyone else confirms it can confirm. My source is saying that big Dom has been suspended two games when Adam Schefter just tweeted it,
1: yeah. by the uh, way, just some more inside baseball before we wrap this up. Um, well, a lot of the times the can confirms when you see the can confirm start to come like in a row on Twitter or whatever, that's because the PR team's fucking texting a group of rep- reporters. Yeah. It's the
0: best. I can confirm <laughs> yeah. the newsbreaker who yeah. has probably been wrong in the last 15 years. You could count on one hand that uh, his sources are locked tight because they're coming from probably the GM, the coach, or someone who is the person that is
1: um, breaking that news. I, I can it. confirm because the Eagle has just texted everybody in the group and said that this is true. So, yeah. I, I
0: <laughs> Ford, Ford, Ford yeah. says – yeah, Ford says he will have the story first. Ford will be on Crossing Broadcast before he gets the story.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: nothing you have to address. Is Ford coming on the show or not? I told Ford that, and sorry, Ford, I'm sharing our private emails. Um, lock them up. Um, that Ford will come on when we're not busy. We have an hour of the show. And Ford can come on when we don't have to fill an hour, and you know maybe during basketball season that little lull between you know Super Bowl and uh, and March Madness, maybe we'll get a
1: we'll get okay. Ford on here. Maybe maybe like All Star break after the Eagles season, maybe like NBA All Star break week or something.
0: Yeah, no, we'll do. Uh, we'll wait for um, MLB All Star break. MLB No sports on that one day of the year, but Ford has to hope <laughs> a that very- a podcast or a broadcast falls on that ye- on that day <laughs> that
1: you <clears throat> can come on so all right you know he's gonna remember this too it's never like he's he's got this time stamp right now 106 p.m 12 4, you said i could come on at this point you know we'll do it after the mls all-star game ford so just go figure out when the
0: next mls all-star game is and we just give ford like yeah. the most random dates we'll do it on i don't have a calendar in front of me but i don't feel like flipping through it but well we'll get ford on we'll get ford on i promise i promise right, well, i have that's, to that's
1: I have to admit that when I left the screen real quick during Bo's interviews, cause my wife was asking me what I want from Wawa. So. All right. That, I'll let you go. That you sandwich has arrived. So I'm going to. You got see. more pressing matters to attend to. <laughs> I don't want <have> to get <laughs> fucking cold, man. I, you know, it's just, thanks everybody. Thanks to Bo Allen. Thanks to Pagan Craig and his $250,000 salary. All right. Kev does a sign off. See you later guys.